Hi, hello, and howdy, and welcome to Of Goths and Goblins, the show where we talk about monsters both real and imaginary. I'm the vat of gelatinized oxbones, Delaney. Emma, please make a goblin noise. Thank you, Emma. And today, we're going to be talking about the tragedy of the Donner Party. So this is a little bit of a deviation from our usual format. I'm talking about real things today. Yes, As strange and upsetting as that is. So let's hop into it. So, on April 16th, 1846, a group of 32 people compromised, a group of 32 people comprised of three families, including the family of George Donner, the family of Jacob Donner, and the family of James Reed, set off on America's longest graveyard, the Oregon Trail. Loved that game as a kid. I never completed it. No, everyone died. Everyone died. (laughs) I always named a character Rhett, that's my brother, and... They always died. Yeah. Just... That, that tracks, though. Yeah. Rut is a lightning rod for pain. <laughs> Oftentimes of dysentery. <laughs> that also tracks. But yes. So starting in Springfield, Illinois, and slowly moving towards Independence, Missouri, here they purchased their provisions and made their way to Fort Laramie, Wyoming. So now, according to the book written by Sir Lansford Hastings, the emigrants grad to Oregon and California... There was a shortcut through the Wasatch Mountain Range, titled The Hastings Cutoff. This passage promised to shave a total of 300 miles off the journey. Although, while in Independence, James Clyman, a well-known mountain man, warned James Reed about taking Hastings Cutoff, claiming that Lansford Hastings had never actually taken his proposed shortcut, warning the party to stick to the old-fashioned trail. The wagon party, however, decided to trust businessman Hastings over the tried-and-true mountain man. As one does. And they decided to take the Hastings cutoff. Mm -hmm. This was a decision that would lead to their untimely demise. (laughs) As James Reed wrote in his diary, Hastings cutoff is said to be saving 350 or 400 miles and a better route. The rest of the Californians went the long route, feeling afraid of Hastings cutoff. But Mr. Bridger informs me that it is a fine, level road with plenty of water and grass. It is estimated that 700 miles will take us to Captain Sutter's Fort, which we hope to make in seven weeks from this day. By the end of August, the party collected as much water and grass as they could to prepare for their long journey through the Great Salt Lake Desert. On day three, the party finally ran out of water. The Reed's oxen escaped and the party had no choice but to abandon four wagons. Five days later, the group finally made it through their journey through the 80-mile desert, and that was reported to be only half as wide as it was. According to Sir Lansford Hastings, the Great Salt Lake Desert was only 40 miles wide. That's not true. No. It's not true. I know geography. Having lost 36 cows on top of their four wagons, the party spends a week at the base of Pilot's Peak looking for their cows and overall recuperating. On September 26, the party finally reaches the Humboldt River, and, in turn, they can catch back up to the standard trail. And at this point, they're now the final wagon party on the trail, meaning that no one would be able to come up behind them if they ran into any more issues. Mm-hmm. So how many miles do you think that the Hastings Cutoff actually saved the party? Two. Nothing. Oh. It added 125 <laughs> miles. So at this point... This is why... You don't take shortcuts. This this is why you don't deviate from tradition. Exactly. You follow you follow the path. So at this point, the group had been joined by two Miwok natives. Their given Christian names were Lewis and Salvador. 
I have not found anything stating their actual given names, but those are the white people names they were given. Yeah, that sounds like something mm-hmm. that would happen in history. So on October 5th, two wagon teams became entangled. A fight quickly ensued, and while trying to detangle them, which then resulted in James Reed stabbing and killing a man named John Snyder. 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 Well, some of the group suggested that they hang Reed, his wife begged for him to be spared. The group then decided that James Reed would be exiled from the party. Remember that name. James Reed, exiled. Remember the name James Reed for later. Comes mm-hmm. in handy. In early November, the party finally reaches Truckee Lake. A man named Patrick Breen is quoted as writing in his journal, We pushed on as fast as our failing cattle could haul our almost empty wagons. At last, we reached the foot of the main ridge near Truckee Lake. It was sundown. The weather was clear. But a large circle around the moon indicated an approaching storm. It's here that the party makes their final lethal decision. Only 150 miles away from their final destination, the party decides to camp on the shores of Truckee Lake, which is now named Donner Lake. In the morning, the party attempt to make their way over the final peak. However, it had started snowing in the night, and the piling snow had already reached five feet deep, and the party made their way back to the eastern side of the lake and huddled down. Here are you're a few. Five foot. I'm five foot five. No, you're I five could. foot. My... No, I'm five five. No. The doctor says I'm five five. Five. Your five foot is tall. You would be as tall as that snow. Yeah. There's some. There's some actually really cool images of um the like the area surrounding Donner Lake from like the nineteen hundred like nineteen mm-hmm. fifties or whatever. And it's this dude sitting on 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 a bank, and he's surrounded by like eight foot tall tree stumps. Because that indicates where the snow, how tall the snow was. So they couldn't, like, chop down the entire tree. Yeah. And it's... It's crazy. It's crazy. So here are a few excerpts from the diary of Patrick Breen. We're going to be checking in on him frequently because he has... He's got a diary. He he has... Keeping track of this stuff. Yeah, he kept a journal throughout all of this. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we get most of our current like information on this from so november 20th came to this place on the 31st of last month that it snowed we went on the we went on to the pass the snow so deep we were unable to find the road when within three miles of the summit then turned back to the shanty on the lake we now have killed most part of our cattle having to stay here until next spring and live on poor beef without bread or salt it snowed during the space of eight days with little intermission after our arrival here November 25th, wind about west-northwest, cloudy. Looks like the eve of a snowstorm. Our mountaineers intend on trying to cross the mountain tomorrow, if the weather is fair. froze hard last night. November 26th, began to snow yesterday in the evening. Now rains are sleet. The mountaineers don't start today. November 29th, still snowing, about three feet deep. Wind west. Killed my last oxen today. We'll skin them tomorrow. Gave another yoke to Foster's. It's hard to get wood. December 10th. Snowed fast all night with heavy squalls of wind. Continues to still snow. The sun peeping through the clouds once in about three hours. Very difficult to get wood today. Now, about two o'clock, looks like to continue snowing. Don't know the depth of the snow. Maybe seven feet. I'm not seven feet tall. No. Well, they probably, like, pat it down. What would happen is that it would snow a lot, and then it would melt a little bit, 
and then freeze over. Yeah, so it'd get hard. Yeah. To, like, keep building up. Yeah, there were there were layers. Mm-hmm. December 16th. Fair and pleasant. Froze hard last night. And the company started on snowshoes across the mountains. Winds southeast. Looks pleasant. The company is composed of 17 of the strongest emigrants, with six days starvation rations each. Today, we refer to this company as the Forlorn Hope Party. Armed with snowshoes and six days of rations, a few days after they set out, a man named Charles Stanton became snowblind, meaning that his corneas became sunburnt and he was left behind. By Christmas Eve, one of the men, Franklin Graves, was close to death. He told his daughters to eat his body to survive. And on December 26th, happy birthday, Emma, mm-hmm. we reached the first recorded instance of cannibalism in the Donner Party. Quote, Avert- averting their faces from one another and weeping, the two grave sisters began to eat their father's body. Later, one man named Antoine lost consciousness and his hand fell into the fire. The others quickly pulled his hand out, but when it happened a second time, they let it burn. They then ate Antoine. William Foster suggested that they that the party kill and eat the two Miwok natives, Lewis and Salvador, and eat them. Kill and eat them, and then eat them. Yes. Who, these who had helped them along their journey. William Eddy told the two of Foster's plan, and they escaped into the wilderness. Back at Donner Lake, December 31st, Patrick Breen's diary. Last of the year, may we, with God's help, spend the coming year better than the past, which which we propose to do if Almighty God will deliver us from our present dreadful situation, which is our prayer if the if the will of God sees it fitting for us. Amen. By January 9th, the forlorn hope the forlorn by January 9th. By January 9th, the forlorn hope party has crossed paths with the two Miwok natives again. William Foster shoots and kills them both, feeding their bodies to the rest of the forlorn hope party. On January 12th, the party reaches a Miwok village. The inhabitants share their scarce supplies with the people who murdered two of their people. On January 18th, William Eddy reaches Johnson's ranch. The settlers follow his bloody footprints back to the Miwok village to rescue the rest of the Forlorn Hope party. On February 19th, the first rescue party finally reaches the lake. One of the members of the rescue party, Daniel Rhodes, recalls, at sunset, we crossed Truckee Lake on the ice and came to the spot where we had been told we should find the emigrants. We looked all around, but no living thing except ourselves was in sight. We raised a loud hello, and then we saw a woman emerge from a hole in the snow. As we approached her, several others made their appearance, in like manner coming out of the snow. They were gaunt with famine, and I never can forget the horrible ghastly sight they presented. The first woman spoke in a hollow voice, very much agitated, and said, are you men from California, or do you come from heaven? Intense. Intense, bro. <laughs> the rescuers leave on February 22nd, taking 23 refugees with them. At this point, 31 people remain at the lake, and at this point, the death toll has reached 14 people. By February 26th, no one had, no one had yet come to rescue the remaining survivors at Donner Lake, and circumstances were becoming even more dire. Brain writes in his diary, Martha's jaw swelled with the toothache. Hungry times in camp. Plenty hides, but folks will not eat them. We, we eat them with a, with a tolerable good appetite. Thanks be to God Almighty. Amen. Mrs. Murphy said here yesterday that she thought she would commence on Milt and eat him. 
I don't think that she has done so yet. It is distressing. The Donners, four days ago, told the Californian folks that they would commence to eat the dead people if they did not succeed, that day or the next, in finding their cattle, which were ten, ten or twelve feet which were under ten or twelve feet of snow, and the Donners did not know the spot or near it. I suppose they have done so ere this time. On March 1st, 1847, the second relief party finally... I said that wrong. (laughs) On March 1st, 1847, the second relief party, finally led by James Reed, the man who had stabbed Mm -hmm. and killed a man and was banished from the wagon party, (laughs) reaches the lake. They find evidence of cannibalism. They took 17 people with them. On March 5th, the worst storm of the season strikes, leaving the second rescue party and their charges stranded at the top of Donner Pass for five days. The third rescue party, led by William Foster and William Eddy, two members of the Forlorn Hope Party, find the 11 remaining survivors at what is now referred to as Starved Camp. One of the rescuers, a man named John Stark, stays behind and helps bring the survivors back to safety. On March 13th, Eddie and Foster reach the lake and are devastated by the fact that both of their sons have died and have been eaten. At this point, there are only nine people left alive in the camp surrounding Donner Lake, with Tamson Donner, wife of George Donner, head of the wagon party, not wanting to leave her dying husband and others too weak from starvation to travel, this third rescue party leaves with only four survivors. Once her husband passes, Tamson Donner sets out to cross the mountain. She arrives at the Breen cabin and shortly after is either murdered by Louis Louis Kiesenberg or succumbs to her starvation. In either case, Tamsin Donner's body is quickly consumed. April 17th, the fourth and final party reaches the lake, to be met only by Louis Kiesenberg and just under ten half-eaten bodies. By April 29th, the last rescue party reaches Sutter's Fort, and the last member of the Donner party has been rescued. Of the total 89 settlers that set out across the trail to California, only 48 of them survived. Of the 31 people who, want, who died once they became snowbound, 20 of them were cannibalized. Do you have any final thoughts? No. <laughs> Cannibalism's whack, bro. Cannibalism is whack, yo. You know... It's one of those the things... The one dad said, go for it, I guess. I know. So, like... I mean, and I appreciate that. And the the weird thing is that the survivors, even after they went through this horrible thing, they didn't like tell anyone, hey, maybe don't do this. They, they were all very adamant about you can come to California, but stick to the trail. Yeah. For the love of God, stick to Guys, the trail. Stick to the trail. Don't be taking no shortcuts. Don't be taking no cutoffs. <laughs> no. It's this whole thing. And it's like, OK, that's horrifying. Mm. Mm, lovely. No, because like, because <laughs> when 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 they found um, Louis Kiesenberg, Louis, Louis, Louis Kiesenberg, I was right. Mm-hmm. When they found Louis Kiesenberg at the shore of Donner Lake, he was surrounded, obviously, like I mm-hmm. said, by a bunch of half-eaten bodies, but also like some oxen legs and like just cow meat and stuff. Yeah. And they were like, why? And like they were like a, 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 essentially a, a stew made out of human livers and other Mm -hmm. internals and the rescuers were like well why didn't you eat these oxen legs and kiesenberg is just like well quite frankly people tasted better 
That's awful. And I don't like that. I don't. But, like, nothing ever came of it because what are you going to do? Imprison these people? No. They did what they had to do to survive. Yeah. But, like, it's fascinating. Fascinating? Gross? Not fascinating in the way that it's fun. Yeah. But fascinating in the way of I can't look away. Yeah. I don't know. This actually was a relatively quick episode. There was no banter. (laughs) Too much. Well, I was listening. I hadn't listened or read the journal yet. Yeah. So. Thank you for listening to Of Goths and Goblins. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you feel like it and want more of us being stupid, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Of Goths and Goblins. You can always email us at ofgothsandgoblins.com if you have any ideas for episodes or just any general comments. Please be nice to me. I'll cry. <laughs> I will too. We will both cry. If the only email we ever get that isn't from TikTok <laughs> is, <laughs> hey, you guys it. suck, I'll kill myself. We will be so sad. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. And remember, you are not here. You have never been here and you never will be.